Welcome to the Niches You. My name is Matt Gottesman at Matt Gottesman on Instagram, and this is my daily podcast where I create short, quick hitting episodes to help you uncomplicate life, creativity, and the pursuit of your highest self. There's only main character energy here. Now let's get into it. Welcome to episode 122. You've been lied to about not getting paid for what you love. That's right. You have been lied to when you were told that you could not get paid for doing what you love. And that could be, let's say you want to be an artist, a musician, a golf pro, uh, you know, a a producer. uh, It doesn't matter. Whatever it is that wasn't in alignment with a traditional structured path, you were told you can't get paid for doing what you love. And the times have changed. And I want to remind you all of that because I find that often people have a hard time letting go of their quote unquote safe career or their safe, um, you know, route, if you will, or their shadow career, as I spoke about on the, the, the other podcast the other week, um, for really what they want to be doing, for what you want to, want to be doing. And so there's three points I want to delve into here. You can be paid for doing work you love. You can earn with your mind, not just your time, and you can be free just by being yourself. You can be paid for doing work you love. You can earn with your mind, not just your time, and you can be free by being just yourself. I was reading an interesting uh, weekly newsletter from one of these online creators, and he was talking about how uh, he was a dentist, young dentist. You know, he was 29. He was uh, in like cosmetic dentistry, and he was about to take on an even more important role and he quit (laughs) he couldn't do it he couldn't do it he was actually having a lot of internal issues from he couldn't do one more day not one more day with that route and he had to tell his boss that he had to turn down he wanted to turn down the the newest position and that the boss thought he was absolutely insane and crazy for doing so does this relate to any of you have any of you at all felt that? And this doesn't have to just come from a boss. This can come from a loved one, a parent, a family member, wh- whoever. It can come from wherever. And so I want to challenge you a little bit on that. You know, you can be paid for doing work you love. What you were told is that you can't. And so I'm reading this book, The Artist's Way, A Spiritual Path to Higher Creativity. I will reference it in the show notes, and I want you to check it out. This book is an amazing book. Let me just start off by saying that. And, um, you know, there's this uh, the path, uh, it's like a 12-week, she writes it, Julia Cameron, as a, like a 12-week course, recovering a sense of safety, recovering a sense of identity, recovering a sense of power, recovering a sense of integrity, recovering a sense of possibility, recovering a sense of abundance, recovering a sense of connection, recovering a sense of strength recovering a sense of compassion, recovering a sense of self-protection, recovering a sense of autonomy, and recovering a sense of faith. And throughout this process, she is talking about how we kind of abandon ourselves in a lot of ways for quote-unquote safe routes or uh, whatever negative occurrences that have have come in. And and so... um, where do some of these negative beliefs come from? And there's a passage I want to read here where she says, most of the time when we are blocked in an area of our life is because we feel safer that way. We may not be happy, but at least we know what we are unhappy. Much fear of our own creativity is the fear of the unknown. 
If I am fully creative, what will what will it mean? What will happen to me and to others? We have some pretty awful notions about what could happen. So rather than find out, we decide to stay blocked. This is seldom a conscious decision. It is more often an unconscious response to internalized negative beliefs. In this week, we will work at uncovering our negative beliefs and discarding them. Here's a list of commonly held negative beliefs. I can't be a successful, prolific, creative artist because everyone will hate me. I will hurt my friends and family. I will go crazy. I will abandon my friends and family. I can't spell. I don't have good enough ideas. I will upset my mother and or father. I will have to be alone. Uh, I will do bad work and not know it and look like a fool. I'll feel too angry. I will never have any real money. I will never get uh, self-destructive and drink, drug, or sex myself to death. Or I will get self-destructive is what she, what she said. Um, I can get uh, sick. Uh, my lover will leave me. I could die. I will feel bad because I don't deserve to be successful. I will have only one good piece of work in me. It's too late. If I haven't become a fully functioning artist, creative, whatever, whatever it is you want to go into yet, I never will. She says, none of these core negatives need to be true. They come to us from our parents, our religion, our culture, and our fearful friends. Each one of these beliefs reflects notions we have about, uh, about what it means to be an artist. Once we have cleared away the most sweeping cultural negatives, we may find we are still stubbornly left with core negatives we have acquired from our families, teachers, and friends. These are often more subtle, but equally undermining if not confronted. Our business here is confronting them. Negative beliefs are exactly that, beliefs, not facts. The world was never flat, although everyone believed it was. You are not dumb, crazy, egomaniacal, grandiose, or silly just because you falsely believe yourself to be. What you are is scared. Core negatives keep you scared. The bottom line is that the core negatives, personal and cultural, always go for your jugular. They attack everything about you, um, whatever vulnerability they can latch onto. And so I thought this was a really great, um, and you have to read her book because she then goes on to talk about how to unblock that and why that's not real. And, and by the way, there is no blame to any of the blocks. There's no blame to any of the people. There's no any blame to any of the time, space that affected why you may have a core negative belief about pursuing something that you would love to do. And there are so many different ways to earn from what you love to do, especially in this new interconnected world that is very transparent and very um, internationally connected in general through the internet, right? And so Naval put it very correctly about the internet. He said, you can go on the internet, you can find your audience, you can build a business, and you can create a product and build wealth and make people happy just uniquely expressing yourself. He then went on to say, you know, and I'll reference his book as well, um, The Almanac of Naval Ravikant. You can get that book as well. I'll put this in the show notes. Give society what it doesn't know how to get. Society will pay you for creating what it wants and delivering it at scale. And then he interpreted his own words and he said, if you want to be wealthy, figure out which one of these things you can provide for society that does not yet know how to get, but innately needs it. And that what you provide is natural to you within your skill set and within your capabilities. And then you have to figure out how to scale it. Because if you just build one of it, that's not enough. You've got to build thousands or hundreds of thousands or millions or billions of them. So everybody can have one. 
First, it starts as an act of creativity. First, you create it just because you want it. You know how to build it and you need it. And so you build it for yourself. Then you figure out how to get it to other people. And this, and then this will lead into the second point of his, which is you can earn with your mind, not just your time. Can you be paid for doing work you love? Absolutely. And I've talked about this many times. You can have very specific skill sets that help one group of people um, in that particular service while teaching another group of people who want to learn how to do it better while uh, creating uh, influence around and authority around you innately talking about all the things that you want to, which then create and open up other opportunities for other wealth channels to come through as well, too. We're not so linear. Everything is not so linear. You can be paid for doing work that you love. And in this day and age, you're seeing people do it much more creatively. You know, it was interesting. Uh, my, my sister was visiting along with my mother and, uh, she was watching this group of people, this uh, couple, this married couple online, I think on TikTok, they have like 14.4 million followers and they got followers across other accounts, um, millions. And uh, it's all around cats. That's right. You heard me. Cats. Attending to them, the funniness of them and all this other stuff. And that turned into um, doing content about cats that turned into getting sponsorships that turned into creating products. That turned into creating subscriptions for specific exclusive content around that. Uh, that turned into, you know, recommendations. Uh, then also talking about their life, talking about other things as well, too. You can earn and be paid for doing work you love. It's just that we weren't taught that way. That's why, the you know, along the way, when I was coming up and they were talking about the Internet so much, they were like, no, that's never going to work. And no, you, you can't do it that way. Why? Well, it's just never been done that way. So because it's never been done that way, that doesn't mean it can't be done that way. And I've talked about this before. I, I told you guys, and you can look him up online. Uh, I think he goes by Budget Dog. I forget his name. He was a, an accountant for a firm um, that he made $80,000 a year, I think it was. And uh, he worked him like, you know, 100 plus hours a week. And he wanted to give better financial advice to his customers. And he wasn't, he was told, I guess he couldn't in some ways, because if he didn't promote certain products, financial instruments, uh, you know, he would get in trouble. And then he grew his Instagram account teaching financial literacy. And they told him it's either Instagram or me. And he said, it's Instagram, I'm out. And he now makes three, $400,000 a year teaching financial literacy. You can be paid for what you love to do. The second thing that Nivala brought up was you can earn with your mind, not just your time. It's a much deeper topic than the title implies, which is essentially a quote from uh, Nivala that I mentioned. Um, I had done a um, Substack newsletter, mattgodisman.substack.com. You can check it out there. That I said you can earn with your time, earn with your mind, not just your time. And, uh, you know, there were two concepts that Naval shared on this. Uh, he had done a how to get rich without getting lucky. Naval's a very unique individual because he believes in your authenticity and your gifts um, and being creative in the delivery of them to the world. In a newer, modern world, you don't need the permission from the external world and that um, modern technology has allowed us to uh, scale our efforts different than we ever had opportunities before so um you know i, I want to introduce 
two concepts in Naval shared on his blog, How to Get Rich. And I said, which, by the way, should not trigger you given that money is sometimes a sensitive topic, but more importantly, an energy that can be used for good. I also want to note, this isn't about getting rich to solve all your problems. That's an inside job, your problems. This is about understanding how wealth, abundance, and happiness work at the sovereign or individual level. Two concepts. He talks about wealth is about freedom, not consuming more. And two, our relationship with time is powerfully important. We are either a slave to it or it works for us. And so Naval talked about wealth as a form of freedom. And he said, you want wealth because it buys you freedom. So you don't have to wear a tie like a collar around your neck. So you don't have to wake up at 7 a.m. to rush to work and sit in commute traffic. In commute traffic. So you don't have to waste your life grinding productive hours away into a soulless job that doesn't fulfill you. The purpose of wealth is freedom. It's nothing more than that. It's not to buy fur coats or to drive Ferraris or sail yachts or to jet around the world in a Gulf Stream. That stuff gets really boring and stupid really fast. It's about being your own sovereign individual. Now, for those of you that that's part of the things that you want to do or you already are doing them, amazing. Great. It's just that that's not the point he's talking about. He's talking about the ownership and value of your time. And so Naval said from renting out your time, this is probably one of the most absolute important points. People seem to think that you can create wealth and make money through work, and it's probably not going to work. There are many reasons for that. But the most basic is that your inputs are very closely tied to your outputs. In almost any salaried job, even at one that's paying a lot per hour like a lawyer or a doctor, you're still putting in the hours and every hour you get paid. So what that means is when you're sleeping, you're not earning. When you're retired, you're not earning. When you're on vacation, you're not earning. And you can't earn non-linearly. Renting out your time means you're essentially replaceable. And I know I spoke about this on another podcast, but a a friend of mine who's a lawyer um, and helping me with the copyright of the books uh, was mentioning speaking to other lawyers and explaining how she created templates online for, um, for helping out different aspects of your business, their legal templates. And some lawyers were like saying, you're just giving away all this value. That's our value that we get paid for. And she says, no, that's what you get paid for hourly. I built it once and can repackage and package it and resell it a thousand, ten thousand, however many thousands of times I want to. And she said, you have to get over the old way of doing things and being and stop being a gatekeeper of information. And even so, even if you're gatekeeping that information and somebody comes and pays you 250, 350, 500, whatever an hour for that information, you're still trading time for, for money. And I said, why is this an important topic and probably part of a much larger conversation is well, because you, when you switch the words wealth creation with life creation, you begin to understand that this is all about the relationship we have with ourselves, our sovereign selves. This isn't about necessarily just wealth because wealth can be defined differently from every single person. Your wealth is not my wealth is not their wealth. That's why I even said, it's like, if these are the things you want, great. If, if the time is the thing you want, great. But ultimately freedom comes from owning our path. I said, A, if we become more self-reliant, it will put us more at an advantage for the moments we cannot see coming. And they do come. B, if we value time, then we respect ourselves more everyone and everyone else around us. Respect for ourselves and others is how we also make better choices, which includes how we position ourselves, how we become more irreplaceable, irreplaceable, and how we use our time. And C, if we take a moment, we'll see our minds can solve complex problems with simple solutions, which can in turn be automated and replicated with technology. This will not only give us the ability to contribute to society, but earn vast amounts from doing so. 
and D, if we understand humans to be humans, then we'll inherently, they will inherently do what is best for them at any given moment. We will not be a victim of their decisions, but independent of them. So again, life design and life creation versus wealth creation is sort of like saying, hey, I want to earn and create and mold and shape my life in a way that I am in charge of it outside of God. And when I mean in charge of it, I mean making the type of decisions where other people's decisions don't necessarily affect yours. So a lot of times when we trade time for money or uh, energy for um, time, time for energy, time for money, time for anything, we are essentially at the risk of that being abused in some way. It can be, you know, so we have to be very cognizant of how we use our time because not only can we be paid for doing work we love, but we can earn with our time. We can earn with our mind, not just our time. We can think differently about how we approach what we are building. And then the third point to this whole, you've been lied to about not getting paid for what you love. And by the way, to back up real quick, the whole, you can earn with your mind, not just your time. I went on a little bit more of a tangent because I was reading parts of the initial, uh, newsletter I had written earning with your mind not just your time is a very important thing and this is the if you get one thing out of this it's that and the example I just gave of the lawyer you can build once sell a thousand times when you build smart something that can be replicated it doesn't have to be by the way just like uh, an online course it could be a protocol it could be a framework it could be a product it could be you know anything that solves an innate problem for a vast group of people and the process can be replicated over and over and over and over again now you are earning with your mind not just your time and that's the most important thing that i wanted you to know because if you love earning um, from work you love to do and you earn from your mind right then the third is you can be free just being yourself in today's digital age the convergence of the internet and the perspectives like Naval's, like i was just mentioning have transformed the landscape of opportunities right it's more feasible than and than ever to just be free just by being yourself. This is what we're witnessing online. This is why when my sister asked me, she's like, wow, you know, these make these people make so much money from these cat videos and they have this big audience. And I said, yes. She goes, oh, I get it. I said, yes, that's exactly it. They're just being themselves. And they found their niches that they like to talk about and just be themselves. Why is this happening? Well, I wrote a few points. Number one, because being yourself now happens with a global reach and accessibility. The internet has removed geographical barriers. It's allowing all of us to connect with a global audience. We can share authentic self, you know, our authentic self, unique offerings to people who resonate with our values and vision, regardless of their location, right? We all can serve multiple things, multiple niches with multiple people, multiple audiences Two, platforms online platforms enable you to curate and present who you are to the world and you get to share your thoughts expertise experiences you get to build basically the brand of you the business of you the operating system of you the 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 nucleus of you and it's going to just attract like-minded individuals and potential customers and followers and fans and all kinds of things three direct connection with audience which is really what we're talking about here. Social media, podcasts, videos, blogs allow you to communicate directly with your audience. 
This direct interaction fosters genuine connections and helps you understand your audience's needs, right? So think about that. Like you can be free just being yourself because one, now you can reach people globally. Two, they're resonating with who you are and you're resonating with them. Three, you're directly connecting with them. That's why you're seeing these one person businesses, right? That are happening. So six or uh, four, authenticity is valued. The changing landscape that's happening even with businesses that's changing to individuals is because a lot of, I mean, individuals as businesses are, are, they're coming out as more authentic because they are, they're just being themselves. And that creates a bond of trust. A lot of people are looking at a lot of these companies and they're like, wow, you really will just pander to anything for the dollar. And the irony is, is that the individual creators that are their own, all of you that are your own business, if you will. When you're authentic and you're transparent, that is even more profitable. People trust you. So make it worth their while, by the way. Right? And then also, it's never been easier to be free by just being ourselves because storytelling, transparency, and community building are at the forefront. When we share our personal journey and our struggles and our successes, we relate to other people and they relate to us. When I share any of my personal experiences with you, I'm assuming you'd be like, oh yeah, I've dealt with people like that. Oh, I've, I've seen that before. I've had that happen before. Right? That's how we bond. And the stories also, when we have relatable stories, we're like, oh, oh, so, okay, he's dealt with that as well. Yeah, I've dealt with that as well. We build community from that. Right? So I want you to just think about that in the new day and age that we're living in, yes, you can be paid for doing work you love. Yes, you can earn with your mind, not just your time. And yes, you can be free just by being yourself. The Artist's Way, A Spiritual Path to Higher Creativity. Great book for that. The Almanac of Naval Ravikant. A great book for that. Be bold with your life. Be willing to reclaim, recover yourself, your creative self, your intuitive self, your unique self, the niche is you. That's the whole point. And I don't want you to feel stuck in a what has been sold to you as a bill of goods of this is the structured path and the only path. And this is what constitutes wealth. And and to be quite frank, um, if it's if you can take any path that you took that was, you know, um, that was kind of your more structured as you know, sold like, Oh, you'll be a doctor. You'll be a lawyer. They have a lot more things that they have to worry about in their path. Um, than sometimes an entrepreneurial person who works for themselves or a creative that works for themselves, you know, they have to work, for, worry about insurance. They have caps about how much they can make if, unless they work for themselves. There's a lot of things you just don't necessarily see. And I don't want it to be about just the money. I just want you to understand that you can be paid for doing what you love, not just being, not just doing the things that you were told are the only ways to get paid. And I want you to at least sit with yourself and think about what are ways and other ways in which you would want to earn a living. You don't have to jump ship right away as that creator had said in his email, but you can start moving in that direction while doing the current thing that you're doing. You've been lied to about not being able to get paid for what you love. You can get paid for what you love. I assure you. I appreciate you guys. Thank you for always tuning in. Please leave a written review on Apple. It means the world to me. I will never stop asking. I appreciate you guys so much for doing so. And until next episode, I'm out.
All right, that's it. We'll stop there for right now. I hope you found this helpful and applicable in some way. I want you to remember, you do not need to fit in, and you certainly do not need to fit into some category or title nor be put into some box. The niche is you. It always has been. Please share this with a friend and be sure to leave a rating and review. Your feedback means everything to me. And also, thank you for listening and supporting me. If you're new and you want to receive these the moment they come out, please text me 480-530-7352. Text me podcast. I promise to only send you the good stuff. Thank you. And until next time, I'm out.